Holy shit, here we go. I probably should just start a podcast over shit, eh? Well, we did one time where we like yelled at the intro. Well, I did. No, I was yelling just as much and as That's like a big pet peeve of mine on podcasts when people just start like, drives me nuts. It's like, you know when you turn on the radio at like six in the morning? Yep. In your car, and there's like some really loud, annoying ad on. And like literally, your adrenaline goes through the and roof. I just hate it so much. So, so sorry. I think you made a caveat on the last podcast. We're still getting to figure out this whole audio thing, so bear with us. Yes, bear with us. We do this in our spare time. In the, it, it, like when we're at I mean, work. What so. I, how much was this thing? I spent 120 bucks on this guy. I got a cheap one because I'm cheap. So. Well, the auto will get better. All right. Okay. So, what are we chatting about today? Today is all about grit, my friend. All about the grit. All about the grit. Now, the reason why I wanted to have this, what you know what spurred this on? What's Obviously, it's on? been a long time in coming, a conversation like this, but uh-huh. what spurred this on was when Brad Tree Living decided to trade James Neal for Milan Lucic, and I think everybody was freaking out, but... Still freaking out. What I said... Before I even could like be like, all right, I don't know what's going on here. I got to hear Tree Living's explanation. Uh-huh. And so his explanation was, was not particularly satisfactory was for me. The reverse of an explanation. It it wasn't an I explanation. I had more questions after exactly. his explanation than I had answers. Oh. So, are you checking your email right now? No, I'm just pulling oh. up some I'm pulling up some okay, stuff good. that I had prepared. Okay, good. I was like, it's in my email. Okay, multitask. Yeah, I got a multitask doing this, you know. So basically, what the explanation came down to is that what do you say? We need more grit. I don't know. He said he said the same old BS you hear all the time. We need to get tougher. We need to be harder to play against. Blah 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 blah. Okay, so that's what this podcast is dedicated to: is deciphering what the hell does that even mean? Yeah. And the is it grit is it an actual tangible thing we can measure? Is it valuable? Does it help you win games? There's, yes, exactly. Does it help you win? And there's so many questions around this. Like there's so many different ways to look at it because I think right now in the age of the internet, God forbid you have a nuanced opinion where it's like maybe this, maybe that. You either have to be staunchly opposed to something or staunchly in favor of something to be cool on the internet. So, right. We live in that era where it's like either it's like. Fighting yeah. is the worst thing to ever exist in and sports. Either you're staunchly in favor yeah. or, or you're automatically against it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You yeah. have to either be one or the other. It's so stupid. So, obviously, we're going to find somewhere in the middle here. Yes, we're going to take I a nuanced look at the it. The starting, where you start with this is, what is grit? Yes, so, well, okay, I'll put my disclaimer in because I think there's many ways to analyze this. I personally fall on the side of grit doesn't work when you hockey games in, in the traditional sense, right? Because there is like a couple different perspectives. There is the they're traditional in terms of sports and hockey perspective that grit means being big and strong and tough and subscribing to things like the deterrent hypothesis where you have a guy on your team who is there to prevent your star players from being hurt. Okay. So there's you, and one you, school of thought that says that. Do you think that this was bred of an old-time hockey? Because probably in the, in the 60s and 70s, yeah. like if you've ever seen Slapshot, the movie The Handsome Brothers, like that was a very accurate depiction of what hockey was like back then. Do you, have you seen highlights from the Battle of Alberta in the 80s? And My you God. you see highlights from the Soviet series? Yeah. Where what's his Bobby name? Clark breaks that guy's leg. And then was it Tony Esposito was like threatening to carve that guy's eyeball out? I know. It's stick? crazy. Like that's like, like this, this is where we're getting these ideas from. That doesn't seem super solid. If you go back far enough, you're going to see 
I don't, I can't remember what it was, but the, like some of like hockey was losing some of its fan base for a while because it was basically a bloodbath. Oh, I'm sure. Like it's too much. Now that's that's like that's, that's extreme. Old, that's old time hockey. But I think that I mean, thread of having a guy. The game is always evolving. It totally. will never stop. Yeah. What, if it ever stops evolving, it means it's dead. So if you look at the 80s rolling into the 90s, I mean, if you look at a guy like Theo Fleury. Yeah. Right? Because he's made comments about about Johnny Gaudreau and how he should stand up for himself more. Mm-hmm. The game is way different than when Theo Fleury, Theo Fleury played. Yeah. But what to Fleury's point was like, dude, if you want to get more space, just I mean, elbow someone so. in the nose. Yeah, but what if Johnny Gaudreau, like he shouldn't, my... Contingency shouldn't have to do that. They should call the rule book so people aren't slashing Johnny Gaudreau. Because like when I pay two hundred dollars to go watch a Flames game, I don't pay to go watch guys slash Johnny Gaudreau. I go to watch him make highly skilled plays, and that he does. So, and I think the game is is definitely starting to swing in that direction. Yeah, I mean you look at big the time. the hooking infractions. Yeah, I was a big fan of that because yeah, it was great when I played, and I you know me if I was going up against a lesser skilled guy. It really pissed me off when I couldn't... Yeah, like, I had the guy beat. I know. And then I get hooked down. No penalty. That used to be, like, you could totally water ski. Water ski guys. right through the neutral zone. So, part of this is, like, in the evolution of the game and where it's headed to where it is now and where it's going next, where does this whole grit thing fall into the equation? Right. Exactly. So, and I don't even know what it is yet. Can we determine what grit well, is? Well, you had a definition open there because here's how I kind of def- define it is, like, the, the correct way to look at something like grit in terms of a sport is you have to look at it under the lens of it is something productive that helps you win a game. And it's got to be intangible, right? Well, it doesn't have doesn't. to be. I don't know if it has to be. I think there okay. are intangible. Okay, let me pause you right there because here's what I wrote down. If, I'm, if, if someone came off the street and was like, hey, what does grit mean? Yeah. I'd be like, okay, let me think about that. Here, I wrote down a few things. What does grit mean? Hard work. Is it hard work? Maybe. Is it your willingness to work harder than somebody else? Probably. I think that factors into grit. I think that factors into stuff. Does that mean it's also your competitiveness? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I don't I mean, know. Lubo has talked about I heard Lubo talk about this. He was... Some kind of competitiveness. He was getting all geared up for the WHL playoff. And he's like, somebody <laughs> asked, what's the biggest difference between regular season hockey and playoff hockey? And I happen to like... Lubo's explanation is that the compete level goes from wherever it is, the average during the regular season, to a whole nother level. Yeah. And what that does is it starts to weed out a lot of other players that can't take their game to that new level of complete level. Yeah. And see, that's something I agree with, right? Like taking your game to another level. And so I kind of feel like that factors into grit. Being effective at playing hockey when everything's on the line. There's got to be an aspect of grit that is totally... A mental component. And that's totally mental. And that's what I think a lot of people who are on the, oh, the grit doesn't matter at all. It's all about skill. Yes. But I mean, you can't deny the psychological aspect of playing sports and playing a competitive, yeah. any kind of competitive enterprise. There's obviously a psychological element. And if you can't rise to the occasion or be better when everything's on the line, then you're not going to be as good. Okay. So then the next thing I have here is like size and strength. Yeah. And I think that's less, for me, that's maybe the size part for sure. Um, but the strength part, like, it's kind of a part of it, maybe. I don't know. I think it I think it all kind of blends into one. Grit is a culmination of so many different things. And, I mean, maybe it's a different way of putting it how Brian Burke says it's truculence. Yeah, I don't know if it's truculence so much. 
Like, what is that? Like, you just swing your balls I don't around, know. tough guy? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> is that what succulence so, means? If, and, okay, if that same person off the street asked me, okay, who has grit? Who, yeah. who should I look to to see who has grit? Mm-hmm. Like, there's only one. There's not only one. There's but only the, one. The guy that sticks out the most for me uh-huh. is Ryan O'Reilly. Right. So that's, like, a really good example, right? And the difference is you have a guy that has skill. You have a guy that has hockey sense. You have a guy that can compete. He can play physical, but the thing is, is that he's willing to do all those things every single shift. Totally, and he's willing to do it on a level where he knows where you're willing to go, and he's mm-hmm. willing to go to a higher level than you. One hundred percent. To me, that's what I would say. That's what grit is. Yeah, I agree. So it's a combination of all these things. Now, if we're going to operate under that definition of grit, that understanding, then of course grit wins help wins you help you in the hockey games. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And I think that's a really good way to put it, right? Like that's gonna help you win. Like here's a great example of Ryan O'Reilly. I'm glad you brought him up because he's also kind of like my go to guy. Like they, is he the most well rounded player in the league? One of them, like Mark Stone, Ryan O'Reilly, Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, but even Patrice Bergeron's not that physical playing. He's he's not that in your face. Yeah. So like if He doesn't he, have that much grit. Yeah, no, he's not yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But like here's some here's some stats from O'Reilly in the playoffs. Okay, he was tied for first in points. Okay. So like that's great. So like I'm just saying, don't ever attribute to grit what you can attribute to skill plus. Well, and that's that's the big crowning thing it's here. Skill plus. Is that you have a guy like Rocky Thompson. Is everybody <laughs> wow. remember a nice pull? Everybody remember Rocky Thompson? <laughs> okay, did that guy play with grit? Yeah, but he lacked so much in right. skill. I guess the only reason why he was able to play in the NHL is because his grit was was so well. That's the roof. back when like fighting was valued as a thing you have to do. But like 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 you could look at a guy like O'Reilly. I'm just pulling, looking up some interesting stats. So in the Stanley Cup playoffs, blocked passes is a stat that was tracked on the thing I'm looking at right now. See, first that's, to me, first that's, in blocked passes. That's, to me, that falls into that whole willingness yeah. category. Willingness. Are you willing play. to play on both sides of the puck? Yes. To do whatever it takes to win. I totally agree. Loose pucks recovered. This is my favorite stat I think I've ever seen. He was first. He had 541 loose puck recoveries amongst forwards. Okay, I'm in, so glad in, that that's in the playoffs. I'm so glad you brought that up, and that's a stat. Like because that's a good, really good stat. Even today, we're talking about how. What, okay, this grid topic. How's it going to go down? And we look at a guy like Jankowski. Exactly. There's a perfect. You and example. I get so frustrated with yeah. him because how many loose pucks does he go after? Zero. The answer. And to me, it's like, okay, that guy has got no grit. Yeah, nothing. He's got some skill. He's got the ability. So maybe grit falls into the willingness category. Willingness, competitiveness. There's a psychological aspect. So, like, I mean, yeah, when I think I feel like, sorry to interrupt. I feel like grit is is not so much of a physical exactly. as it is totally mental. That's kind of my contention too, right? It's like everybody it's a misunderstanding fundamentally of the part about quote-unquote grit that actually contributes to helping your team win hockey games it's not about having a guy like milan lucic who's big and fights a lot it's not about having a guy who like always there because oh when good drove gets slashed he's gonna go knock his teeth out no that's really you're not you're not asking the right question right that's old-time hockey yeah and like this comes up over and over again it's like if you want it if you really want to pay that guy back for slashing johnny gaudreau Bury it on the power play. score a goal. Exactly. And how many... That's what frustrated the hell out of me. Right? With the Flames is like, anytime they get a power play on one of those, never yeah. make, make them pay. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're not on the power and play. And that, to me, is like, great. If you can make the other team pay exactly. for breaking the rules and taking advantage of a guy, you do it on the scoreboard, that's great. You totally. Really, okay. For example, San Jose. Last 
Last series against uh, the last game? Vegas. Oh, yeah, the last series. Yeah. Pavelski goes down. The whole team goes, you know what? No fucking way this is happening. We are going to beat these guys. They score four, four goals, goals in a matter of five minutes. They, they were mentally tough. They fucking bared down. They, and they're like, we're not losing this hockey game. They use and whatever that. you want to say about the, the call, whatever. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. They use that and we're like, we're going to win this game. They use it as a catalyst yeah. to augment their mental exactly toughness totally aka what we're calling grit to completely turn the series around in a so matter let's, of five let's minutes. let's follow that because that's a really good example so there's two argue there's two arguments that can be made okay let's say Pavelski gets hit nobody sees it but let's say somebody on the shark says you know what i'm gonna go kill that guy who did that cody eakin you're dead and he goes and pounds cody eakin there's a big ruckus they don't get a power play out of it is that <laughs> is that good do you want that not now, really. I think there's an the alternative. Is you crush them on the power play and win the game. Now I hundred, I ninety nine percent agree. I think one percent of the time, maybe it's more percent of the time than that. Sure. But that's when you take a good look. Like Sam Bennett is a great example of a guy that knows when to do that. Yeah, exactly. But I know what you're saying because there's been so many of these like instigator fighter guys that they'll just go and bash someone's head for the sake of it. Yeah. And it does absolutely nothing to help, help you, you win, win the, the game. game. Jinx. James by McGoom. But I agree, right? Like, does that help you win the game? No. Now, now, I think there is a time and a place where it will have an effect on the on the overall outcome because there's always a game within the game happening. Sure. But having a direct impact, it's not going to have a direct impact. It can have an indirect pet impact if you do it at the right time. Totally. And a guy like Sam Bennett, a guy like Matthew Kachuk, mm-hmm. that's where you get the saying, like, these guys are playing within the fabric of the game. Exactly. Meaning that they can change the outcome in very minuscule ways so that the overall outcome at the end of the day is is in your favor totally because they're throwing guys yeah they're throwing guys off their game if you get under the other guy's skin then it just infuriates them even Makes more them take a penalty you get a power play out of it yeah so i, I maybe it's an 80 20 rule 80 percent of the time it doesn't make sense that's why like because even when i played i played with guys that like, they would just fight for the sake of it. It's like, dude, yeah. you just wasted so much energy. You just got exactly. your face beaten for no reason. Well, and again, there's, again, like, again, you fall into this trap of either every, like, toughness, grit, whatever, is completely useless bullshit. I hate it. Or it's the best thing that's ever happened and you should fight everybody at all times. Yep. But I mean, like, personally, as a fan, like, I, as a fan of ho- hockey in the flames, I love watching guys play tough. Like, I love when like I'm not saying like every time a teammate gets hit, you should completely refrain and be a gentleman and say, "Oh, we'll take the power play, please." Yeah. Because I mean, like I love when Sam Bennett goes out and crushes a guy who just ran over Dubé or something, right? Like totally. I love that. Yeah. So I think you have to be able to separate. Oh, okay. The competitive nature of sports, and I mean, if you're playing that sport, like, don't you want to see your guys stick up for your teammates, even if like I'm kind of contradicting myself, even if it doesn't actually help you win. Like, I think you can well, still like that. And my point is, is you're not contradicting yourself. That's yeah, sometimes the, it helps. That's just the game within the game. Sure. Because then if, if your guys get a boost from it, yeah. and it's going to help them play the next four or five shifts with more momentum, and that, because momentum is a big key. We haven't even talked about momentum yeah. yet. But when the Sharks, okay, Vegas had all the momentum in the world. They were up as soon as Pavelski, three nothing. As soon as Pavelski, seven minutes like, left, the series was over. It was done. It was like literally five minutes left. I don't even know why I was still watching, but I thank God I was. All of a sudden, the momentum is like neutral. 
and they started to use that as a catalyst. Mm-hmm. Now they score the one goal, the next goal, the third goal. There's no way they were going to lose after tying it up. Yeah, no, like they, like the no momentum. Chance, and it's just like in the Philly game when we came back last year. Like Chucky was like, when we tied it up, there's like you knew there was no way we were going to lose that game. Yeah, because the momentum was like right. so. Momentum is a huge factor as well. So if grit can help sway the momentum in a game, because I think that's what you're talking about, is if you're contradicting yourself. If it has, and that's why we talk about this. Sam Bennett knowing when to do it. And playing, that's playing the fabric of the game. That's uh, Matthew Goodchuck, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you can sway momentum, and that helps you win hockey, because momentum definitely helps you win hockey games. totally. So if you can affect, if grit can affect the momentum of a game, then grit can help you win hockey games. It can. It does not, but it's not a direct component. It's an indirect one. Which, yeah, and so that's like my biggest beef with how GMs are quote-unquote adding grit to their team, right? Because it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what grit is and what like effective, I don't even know what to call it. We need a word for it. I guess grit is okay, right? Like the effective parts of that, the like thing the psychological is, yeah, elements of it. Maybe there is no word in the dictionary for yeah. it, and that's the problem. So but what you're saying is that there's GMs that are... There's GMs who think in these really low-resolution terms right like you look at a guy like Jim Benning like oh we need to get tougher to play against let's go spend insane amounts of money on Jay Beagle and Antoine Roussel like that's not smart that's not going to help you win hockey games you know that's asking the wrong questions that's that to me that's masking it's kind of being lazy right it's like oh we can't measure the things these guys bring and therefore they're fine signings it's like no that's a poor excuse like when Tree Living brings in Lucic and says oh he's really tough to play against blah 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 that's a poor excuse for bringing a guy like that onto your team I well, just think they overvalue the wrong things. Yeah. Toughness, heart, blah, 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 all these intangible things. And I'm not saying all things that are intangible are not important. I'm just saying a lot of the people who traditionally subscribe to the idea of grit winning you games are not looking at the right elements. And I mean, I like that. I think a way to look at it too, you're looking at Sidney Crosby, right? He's going to do whatever it takes to win. Exactly. He's a competitor. He's... And so if you look at the highest degree, if you look at the best athletes in any sport, in any area of the world, the ones that are willing to compete the hardest are the best. And it just so happens that the ones that compete the hardest and have the most skill are the superstars. Exactly. So, I mean, there's a quote I brought up in my notes here because I fucking always used to love this when I was, when I was playing, I used to try and model my game after this. The only thing that beats hard work is... Hard work and skill. Talented yeah. hard work. That's close enough. So Wayne Gretzky said that. Yeah, I, exactly. There's a great example. There's Wayne Gretzky, a gritty player. Not really, but that motherfucker wanted to win. Dude, so bad. So then he has grit. Yeah. I think we're coming up with a new definition of grit here. And I think it's true. But it's it's totally true, man. When I was playing, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start trying to work harder than everybody else. So I don't... Again, I don't think it we... It totally worked. Yeah, right? I don't think we want to... We want to... Make it clear that we're not subscribing. Like, I think too many fans get into this. Like I said, that binary, it's all or nothing. It's like there's an element of it that is probably valuable to playing sports. Well, it's 100%. But I think at the same time, it's like, I don't know if this is, it's not a, te- I don't know if it is teachable or not. I don't know. I think you, you either have it or you don't. Well, it's like I, I was saying. But I feel like guys can learn it from other people. Sure. Like, so if you have a leader like Crosby on your team and he leads by example, do you think Crosby's working hard in practice? He's the hardest working guy in practice. Guaranteed. Like, what about O'Reilly? I think he works hard in practice. Oh, of course. So that is a you can learn it through example, mm-hmm. and that's I mean you've heard like guys that lead by example are, are are so valuable. Yeah. 
So maybe it's learned in that way. Well, an idea I had, yeah, like maybe somewhere. you can't teach, maybe, but I mean, there is like, especially in the age of like all the new mental health research stuff, like if a talk, if a professional sports team really wanted to be like, okay, if Brad Living sat down and say, we want to be tougher next year, we want to be able to get into the playoffs and be ready to go and be in the right frame of mind and just crush the team we're going to play. Wouldn't you want to maybe like go like, like hire a clinical psychologist or somebody to come in and teach like do work with players on their mental toughness and shit like that like that would probably be more effective than paying six million dollars against the cap for milan lucic to come and suck yep (laughs) and i mean there's a lot of athletes that do do that they have their own coaches right so like i'm just saying like i think people need to not people i don't know i think there just needs to be a, a realignment of how we analyze "Quote unquote grit." Yeah, it's just now. I wouldn't make it mandatory because for some no, guys, of course, for some guys, if if they already have the figured out, yeah, and now someone's gonna try and they're like, "Okay, we gotta fix all your problems." It's no, gonna like course. fuck them up, but yeah, for, for some, sure. yeah, make it available. But like you look at a guy like Mark Jankowski, and maybe this is just never a part of his game, but like that is a player again that we look at and say like, "Okay, come on, man." Because this was like another thing that I wrote down here. It comes down to hockey sense. Yeah, to me, I feel like the. This is part of hockey sense, is that you know what it takes to win. Sure. And then maybe the flip side of that is that you have the willingness to execute that. Mm-hmm. That's executing hockey sense. Yeah. And not everybody's like that. And that's okay. Well, that's what, sep- that's what creates separation but between I, all these players. Again, that's what's interesting. And with hockey, it is kind of an interesting one because there's so much variance in the game. Like, you look at a guy like Jerome McGinley. Like, you're telling me that guy's not competitive as fuck? He never won the Stanley Cup. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not a catch-all for like, oh, if you work harder than everybody and are just competitive, you're going to win. Like, life doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Well, the only thing that beats hard work is talented hard work. So, like, I mean, it's just, it's it's an interesting question, you know? So, I thought we could get into some stuff because... Yeah, let's do it. I wanted to get into some number stuff because I think, again, like I said, like, I don't like this either-or thing. Because what role does toughness play in today's NHL? Toughness. Okay, so toughness slash grit slash whatever you want to call it. And I think that's where I'm coming to when we're as we're talking here is like, there's no denying that it's a contributing factor to helping you win. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think there is. But I'm just how saying much, people are asking the wrong questions. But how much do you pay for it? Exactly. How many dollars do you allocate to it? Totally. When you're especially if you're building a roster, roster. How much of that? Let's say you're building all these things up with a slice of the pie. Yeah. Super skill. Right. Like, say what you want about Brian Burke, but I remember he always said, like, he, like, he's Mr. Everybody quotes him for the truculence thing or whatever. But, like, he, like, he's the guy who drafted the Sedins. Like, he put together one of the most talented Vancouver Canucks teams of all time. Like, that was mostly a lot of his work, right? So, he had always had the intention that your top guys are absolutely skilled When those guys were playing at their peak, they were playing with grit. I would make the argument. Yeah, for I know they they were tough to play against down low and stuff. Dude, they were like, oh. So I think I think a lot of GMs like imagine if the if the equation to winning a hockey game is com- comprised of a multi just a shit ton of variables. I just think like pointing to one oh big tough strong blah 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 and putting weight weighting it way too high is where a lot of teams get in trouble yeah. i.e signing jay beagle and anton roussel the huge contracts and stuff like that yeah. that's where it's troublesome yeah and i almost feel like a guy like lucci isn't going to solve that problem for you because he doesn't check the rest of the box no i know or does he I, don't, I guess i don't i don't know the guy well enough but like yeah i can't tell you if he's going to compete at that level every night i don't know but we know james neal sure shit didn't no boo 
Not at all. So as far as if you're gonna me- make the grip measurement, anybody's yeah. gonna be a step up from Neil. I'm just yeah, like if I'll you're be putting curious. if you're putting a roster together and you have like so much data and analytics nowadays, it's just incredible. It just seems incredibly stupid to me to just be like point at one thing. He's tough. He's tough to play against. Sign him to a big deal, right? Like that's just what that's all I'm saying is they overvalue it in an insane way. Yeah. And I mean, you hear you hear that all the time. The explanation that the guy just wants to win. Yeah, the guy loves to compete. You hear the, the same, same, same stuff. And I mean, even like I know you're not really following the baseball right now, but this Boba Shet guy coming out of the Blue Jays, like he's he's already set like three records, MLB records, he's good. in his first twenty games because he just wants to prove people yeah. so hard. Like he has such a willingness to compete at such, a, and that's what makes athletes great. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I just wanted to go through, like, some quick stats just to, like, because I think, I think quantify, I think this is where it gets problematic for a lot of people who are, like, really into analytics and numbers is, like, it's very hard to quantify. Like, well, you can't. What is, just, what is grit? Well, it, because it's between the ears. Yeah. I think what we're, what we're really getting down to here today is, like, grit is not something, it's, let's say it's 20% physical, it's 80% mental. Yeah. And no, you, you can't exactly. quantify that 80%. And people weight it oppositely. Is that a word, oppositely? I think so. People rate it probably the flip. It's like they think it's more physical and less mental, right? Yeah. Like, I see that all the time. So I just want to go, th- like, let's dispel some rumors. So I think, like, let's go through what is what we think is kind of BS in the grit definition. And then I'd like to get into to some, like, what can we identify in terms of quantification, in terms of, like, what what grit would be and then we'll talk about like maybe like because with all the analytics coming out they should start developing stats that would be very useful moving forward for guys who are like well honestly what value does grit or some element that would like an algorithm that would lead to this is whatever grit to win you a hockey game i 100 percent agree i feel like those statistics you brought up on a rally yeah those are great measurements totally. to see how much grit a guy has how many loose pucks battles do they win exactly so there's there's some co- private companies who are tracking that Apparently, to me, that's awesome because now amazing. they're getting close to that 80 percent. Because mm-hmm. that's in order to, to get those statistics, you have to have the mental component in place. Totally, like what were the other things on O'Reilly O'Reilly there? Oh, there's a lot. Where did I have it here? So, yeah, he's first, uh, first in loose pucks recovered, first in block pa- blocked passes, second in slot passes. And to me, like the slot is a highly contested area, blocked slot passes. No, second in slot passes. In making slot passes. And then first in blocked passes. And this is a whole other thing, too. You look at Johnny Gaudreau, the reason why he exploded last year, like somebody did a great job on sports. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Rudy. Or, yeah, I think it might have been Rudy. But they put a montage together of Johnny compared to last year playing Mm. on entering and then remaining on the perimeter. Right. As as opposed to this year. Now he's cutting into the middle of the ice. Like every single time he enters the zone, he's going to the danger area. Exactly. The willingness to go to the danger areas pays off pretty much in all sports. Like here's some other stats from the blues. Like, I mean, again, I think everyone's learning the long wrong lesson because they, whatever, I guess they have some guys who are big or whatever, but I mean, they were first in goals Five on five in the playoffs, obviously. They were third in inner slot goals, which is like that's the toughest part of the ice to get to and the highest you're going to score goals from there. And that's a that's a great point too. It's like you need grit in order to get into that position to score from there in the first place. They're second in forced turnovers 
in the playoffs. Amazing. And they were second in offensive zone loose pucks recovered. Doing whatever it takes to win. That's what it sounds like to me. So those sound like some pretty good basis for statistics to say, hey, they played with whatever you want to call grit. They played hard. So what can we identify in terms of like quantifiable things for grit? I think video analysis is probably underused, utilized a little bit in, in like statistic circles. Because like it is important, right? Because like, how can you quantify certain things? How can you quantify a guy making a forced pass because he knows somebody's coming in to hit him? Like you can maybe say, okay, can we look at turnovers? Can we compare turnovers created with a per, uh, player's hits? Like, could you do that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think you could. So I think you can look at that. You can like look at a player's turnovers created or like scoring chances created and then compare that to yep. his hits per I, game. I think probably what it would be would be a distinguishing factor of maybe there's a few different types of turnovers. Sure. And then maybe you classify... Forced turnover. Yeah, maybe that's that's a classified turnover as an unforced turnover. Yeah, totally. Right. You could compare goals created to hits. Like, you could. There's, I'm sure there's a way to track that. Goals created because of hitting, or is yeah. that what I mean? Okay. Or you could just... Yeah. You could track... Like a player's, you could track, you could compare a player's point total, not a point total, but I'm sure there's some way you could create goals created on a play to like the result as the result of a hit, yeah. possibly. I'm not saying I'm using hit as like a proxy just because like, you know, that yeah. is one physical, again, there's a lot of problems with how hits are recorded in, in terms of hockey stats, but. Um, well, it seems like those guys are on the right track because they've identified where's the, where's the most, yeah. where's the most dangerous area to score from. Totally. Obviously, that's going to be the high, like the most defended area. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's the hardest place to get into. Yep. Right, right on the wrong track. Right on the right another, another stat that I think could be useful looking at some of this stuff is like penalties created or penalty differential. So if you're creating yeah. a lot of penalties, yeah. that means you're probably a fucking pain in the ass to play against and you're getting hooked and slashed and whacked. 100%. So like you look at a guy like Johnny Gaudreau, like I mean, Johnny and, and some Chucky penalties. will yeah. probably lead the league in that category. Totally. Right? So penalties created... Um, hits against I was I did a little not a ton of research but apparently um, there is some stats out there on hits received per 60 minutes so like if you're getting hit a lot right it can be an indication of yeah you're playing in some tough areas so I think, I think so I mean interesting that's one. interesting yeah and then if you just like compare hits to possession metrics that could be an interesting like how does hitting or playing physical um, affect possessing the puck so I think, yeah, what stats would be useful moving forward for me to see like people being able to quantify grit? Are puck battles one, board battles one, percentage of goals scored from certain areas on the ice, things yep. like that. So I think there is a lot of potential. And it sounds like people are already starting to click into it. Yeah, like if you're looking for these stats I pulled up, they're from a private company called Sports Logic. They sometimes release stats. So they're they're apparently in charge of the data tracking for next year, I think. I'm not 100% sure about that. But and yeah, we're seeing some cool stats come out of it. So I'm just saying like if you're a guy like me who likes stats and analytics, I feel like you, you kind of get – you have to – in order to be cool, you have to be like mm, toughness and grit are completely made-up concepts. And they a lot of them are in traditional – the traditional sense, but yeah, if you really look at it, they're probably important. Well, if if what we're saying is true today, then they definitely like if if what we're quanta or saying grit is today, yeah, then it definitely has a massive impact on your success for sure. We're saying it's like you know competitiveness. There's a psychological component, mental toughness. What did you say? The other willingness thing? to compete. Exactly. It basically comes down to willingness to do what it takes to win. Yeah. Going to the going to the hard places. It's the productive component that helps your team win. 
I like it. Let's let's track back to Johnny because you brought Johnny up mm-hmm. in one of those statistics of um, drawing the penalties. Yep. That means he's obviously going to all the tougher areas, right? And to me, it's just like, because this came up in a debate as well today, right? Can Johnny perform in the playoffs? Right. Can he take his game at that level? I think, here, let's talk about it because I think we're right in the right track because in order to perform in the playoffs, this is what separates playoff performers from regular season performers is this grit thing that we're talking about, this mental thing. Yeah, because I think, again, like people look at the Blues and go, oh, it's because they had all those tough, strong, big guys. I don't think it was. I think it was because of guys like O'Reilly elevated their game. Oops. And now I feel like if I look at me, I'm looking at Johnny as a test subject here. Definitely he has the grit component, right? Because you see it. He has the metrics to show you. Now, the other thing is this is where size does come into it, right? Strength probably. Size and strength because – now that everybody's playing that much harder, it's that much harder for Johnny to get into those areas. And I don't know if it's a mental thing. It may just be a physical thing. He can't physically get in there. He can't will himself in there. Could be. I don't know. That one, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't even have an opinion on that. Because My, my reflex is to say, no, that doesn't matter. But I mean, I look at a guy like Patrick Kane and it's like, well, he can do it. Why can't Johnny Gaudreau do it? Well, we did have, and that came up today as well, is that Patrick, Patrick yeah. Kane's probably stronger. He's, 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 he's got, his shot contributions are higher. He shoots the he's puck. He's more dangerous. Yeah. Well, this other point came up for us today too when we were talking about this, is when you, when you get into size and strength and how that factors into everything here, because that was one of the points of like, okay, well, if we're trying to figure out what grid is, maybe there's a component that is size and strength related. Mm-hmm. And... The reason why I feel like that is a factor, having played and experienced it, is that as soon as you start playing, like, when I made my jump to junior, like, you hear this saying all the time, you go from playing with boys to playing yeah. with men. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like, holy shit, it's so much faster, it's quicker, the guys are stronger, everything gets that much more harder. Now, you start to adjust over time, but when you have to exert more physical force to do what you have to do, that means your body physically starts to your endurance goes down right and it starts to fatigue as soon as your body starts to fatigue anybody that plays sports knows this your your mind starts to get mentally fatigued as soon as your mind mentally fatigues that's when you start making errors that's when you get really frustrated a lot of times we see johnny getting really frustrated in the playoffs so i feel like i feel like he can he needs to find another way around he's not going to be able to will himself through it He's yeah. not going to be able to use his strength to get himself through. He's got to be smarter. He's got to find another way to get around. You think Wayne Gretzky was strong? There you go. That was probably a fucking wimp. I totally 100% agree with everything you said. Right? So, But he still I, was able to get it done. He was still able to get it done. I, that's why I think Johnny still can. Yeah, Because I don't think the forces that are holding him back and preventing him are ones that he doesn't have control over. Exactly. Slow clap it, that baby. Really that was an excellent point. And just for reference, um, I'm, I just pulled up individual individual penalties drawn this season. Johnny Gaudreau was third, in the, T- tied for first in the entire league. league. Tied for first. Yeah, tied for first. Three way tie between Jeff Skinner, Brendan Lemieux, and Johnny Gaudreau. Okay, where's Chucky in there? And Nathan McKinnon. Chucky's number six. Oh, no, that's Brady. Kachuk. Oh, Brady Kachuk. Where's Matt? Matthew, you're oh, slacking. Matthew's twenty fourth overall. Matthew, you're slacking, bud. So those guys are good at drawing penalties. Yeah. And where's Connor McDavid on there? He's got to be high up there too. I don't see him. Where is that guy? 
and no one can even they can't Connor? the thing with Connor you can't 20, even, 23 so you, yeah, can't, you can't even you, touch the you guy you can't even touch the guy to take a penalty so yeah Connor is 17th so Connor if you're listening take it easy on Siri Connor could you chill out and could like you chill and I, maybe how, get a haircut and maybe don't try and beat Gio in the last game of the season. You think he's going to let you go around him? Right? That's what we're talking about. He's gritty, man. He's not going to let you do that. Gio doesn't care what, game, what number of game it is. Game 82, bring it, Connor. If you're Connor McDavid, you're not getting around Gio. I don't understand why McDavid doesn't shave once in a while. Can you imagine making $12.5 million and looking like a bum? <laughs> Dude, he lives in Edmonton, man. What do you expect? Yeah, that's true. He, like For Edmonton, he looks great, trust me. Yeah, he just needs the... What does he need? He just needs the sweatpants and the jean jacket to complete the, the look. Yeah. He's not far off. All right, anything else? That, like, I mean... You've well, made some have, great points. You want to keep going? The only thing I had here was I, I thought you'd be curious to look back at the past yeah. 10 years of Stanley Cup winners and say, okay, does this grit factor factor in? Because, I mean, I even look back. In the past 10 years, I made some notes. But if I if I was trying to find a team that maybe finessed their way into the Stanley Cup championship, maybe Detroit did it. But then he had guys like Holstrom, Cleary, like they had guys that Zetterberg and Datsuk are the two best players. There's a perfect example, Pavel Datsuk. Yeah, it is probably the most skilled you, player to ever play hockey. All those metrics that we're saying, if you come up with metrics that tell you how how many puck battles he won, how many board battles he won, how many loose pucks he retrieved. He's like the how top, many hits he evaded, the how many penalties he drew. Like he's got to be up there. Like, and we're we're saying that's what grit is. Yeah, it's not bringing in a guy that's big and dumb. Pounds. Not dumb, sorry. But <laughs> and, yeah, it's and not again, that says low for, resolution thought of what grit is. It says for us, say it again. I'm giving Milan Lucic the benefit. Oh, me of too. Doubt. I'd love for him to be great. And fun fact, I actually played against Milan Lucic back in the BCHL. He's a my man. line mate and him would go to toe to toe. Oh my god, dude, my line mate was nuts too, but. Yeah, they, so they, they would go toe to toe pretty much every time they played. Like, yeah, and if I ran into Milan Lucic on the street, I would be scared shitless. So, so I'm actually is he? I'm not really excited to see what he does this year, but I am I'm curious. not excited. I'm. It's in, another thing yeah. I'm watching for because I'm yeah. really obviously as a Flames fan, we hope that it actually. Well, again, you can be critical and still hopeful. Yeah, and we don't think it's gonna pan out well, but we sure shit hope it does. Okay, so St. Louis over Boston. The thing with St. Louis was the point you're making. They're well balanced. They had a little bit of everything. Yeah, they had sure they were big. Like O'Reilly. Sure they were big, but they balanced that with speed. And had great goaltending as well. Washington over Vegas. Vegas was a hard hitting team. Washington beat the shit physically out of everybody. That was a boring Stanley Cup final. But yeah, again, like you have to remember, right? Like Washington didn't beat Vegas because they were bigger, stronger. Like, just because. It's not a univariate analysis. No. They had Alex Ovechkin. They had uh, Kuznetsov. They, they had, had Backstrom. They have, like, the, they have John the, Carlson. Some of the best skilled guys right? in, in the century. Totally. So, it's not just because they were huge and big. It's, like, because they had insane skill. Penguins over Nashville. Penguins over San Jose. Their willingness to compete with skill. They got I mean, it really, I mean, it's just, you know, it's solidifying what we've just been saying. Chicago over Tampa. That was, to me, like, Chicago upgraded Tampa. And that was Tampa's problem this year, too. They just thought... And, I don't and again, that's totally mental, right? I don't blame them. Because in the regular season, you're not you're not using grit to when you get you into the playoffs. Skill's going to get you into the playoffs. It's 82 games. It's long. You can't, you can't play 
like rough and tough. Well, that's what a lot of the analytics people say, right? Like, again, if you have any kind of data distribution, it'll always go to the, the normal distribution, right? Like, over time, a Tampa Bay Lightning team will win the most games over, like... Yeah, exactly. They will win the most games over time, but then you reduce that to a seven game series that's the seven series and then like all bets are off that's why there's so much variance in sports because well, like, that's why playoff hockey is the best thing ever again like over a season over an 82 game schedule the best team will arise obviously fun fact i got drilled by brent seabrook brent, brent, brent seabrook you should get him to come take us out to dinner or something he's making those big bucks till he's like 40 I can't. It was like some sort of summer hockey team I was playing on. He's, I think it was the Vipers. They called it. I don't know if it was Vernon or not. It was somewhere he's obviously from BC, but we played him. Yeah, cause he's from where's everybody. He from? He's from yeah. He's from. It's Warren. a smaller yeah, smaller area in BC. But I remember like we all knew he was like Brent Seabrook. Brent Seabrook. Yeah, yeah. And then f- <laughs> I faced off against him first shift, and the puck came to me near like oh right in front of the penalty box, and he came in his fucking clobbered Whoa. me. Like body crushing. <laughs> I think I quit hockey like too early because I was scared to get hit. I'm, great. A, I'm a pretty boy. That was great. Uh, LA over New York and LA over New Jersey. New York Rangers. I should clarify. I mean, LA beat up on everybody, but again, you gotta you gotta be, have that balance with skill. Without the skill, you ain't doing shit. You're not doing anything, right? So that's yeah. Chicago or Boston. Okay, my biggest, and this is what I thought of too, like when we were talking about the other day. The biggest example of this is Boston beating up Vancouver. Again, like over an 82-game season, Vancouver was unbelievable. Oh, if they played, if it was an 82-game series against Boston, Vancouver would have been every single time. Every simulation. 63 games to whatever. But a seven-game series. Seven-game series. Like, they, they got beat down. That's why they lost. Well, like, they do you got, remember Marchand they got fucking beaten, with the Sedins? They got beat down into yeah. submission. Like, nobody's going to deny Vancouver was the better team. Like, and they had way more, way more skill. Yeah, like, wait, like that was probably one of the best, most skilled teams we've seen in a really long time. Grit beats skill. Grit, under the definition of what we are but saying grit, today. Again, which Patrice is Bergeron, Brad Marchand, guys like that. And pull up those metrics, because we don't, not, not actually, but if you're going to pull up all those metrics on that series, right. Brad Marchand leading the pack on Probably loose leading, pucks, exactly. breaking up passes in the slot. Yep. Look at James Neal. Remember the his, goal? His last shift. His last shift is a Calgary Flame. How did he, how well did he break up the slot pass? Uh, yeah, he was standing in the neutral zone watching. <laughs> but he's a playoff performer, so... Jesus. <laughs> okay, I think point taken there. Um, yeah, I think I've made all the points that I, I wrote down yeah, here. So. They're all really good points. And I, th- I think to summarize, like grit is not a, it's not a physical measurement. It's a mental component. Exactly. 80% of grit is mental. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that definition of what grit is, for sure, it's going to help you win playoff games. It's going to help you win playoff series. It's not going to help you win division titles. Because that's an 82 game. That's an 82 that's game. A, that's a marathon. Exactly. Right? But in these short sprints to who can win four games the fastest. Yep. And then you start over again. Mm-hmm. Battle. <laughs> that's crazy. After battle. After battle. Yeah. No, and I agree. And again, I'm not on the, like, I'm, I've always been on the, like, anti-grit. Like, I don't like when GMs do things like bring in guys because they're hard to play against, hard, they have all the intangibles, right? Yep. But when you look so, at it from under this lens, like, it's a part of sports. Yeah. So, and I kind of feel like the perception of Lucic, it's flipped. 
Yeah. Like 80% of why we're saying he is great is because of the physical component mm-hmm. and 20% seems like it's mental. Yeah. That has to flip. Totally. That has to be 80% That ratio. Mental. Again, and how GMs go about like paying players for things like that has to flip. Like yes. I, I've always kind of liked that. 100%. That, how Brian Burke says that's how you build a roster. You have your top guys and you have your bottom guys. This and is, I will always take skill in my bottom six over grit and size or whatever. But I mean, like, I just look at a guy like Sam Bennett and, like, that's the example yep. of, like, a bottom six guy. I know maybe he could be more. But I mean, like, those guys who are skilled, who play hard, who have these metrics behind them like O'Reilly, who recover loose pucks, who win board battles, who can get to the front of the net, who get high danger chances, things like that. Willing to do what it takes to win. Yeah. I think that's... The best way we can summarize what that mental component is. Yeah. You made some ex. You know what? You almost like the. I kind of just sat here and like listened to a lot of what you had to say, and you kind of swayed me into this because I think we were coming into this like to debate a little bit, but like you made some great points. I think well done. I think the problem is that the definition of what grid is isn't clear enough. It's not clear at all. And, 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 I think, and that's also a problem when it comes into GMs making the wrong decisions. Totally. And I think that's also a, a failure of analytics is that they haven't been able to quantify some of these things. They haven't utilized video uh, video analysis enough, you know, because if we can qu- start quantifying these things like we're seeing, then we will get a clearer picture of what is valuable and what isn't. Yeah. And I mean, it's cool though. Those stats that you pulled up, I feel like those are great measurements. Yeah. Of, of measuring grit, how you can actually measure it. Totally. And like you said, Datsuk and Zetterberg, yeah, even like, though they were small, skilled guys, they were winning all those battles all the time. Datsuk, yeah. Datsuk's a perfect example. All right. Signing off? Signing off. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, what do you guys, guys think? that one. Leave a comment. Be Let as us harsh know on as Instagram. you want. Let us know. Be as harsh as you like. I want to hear what people think about this. Because, I mean, I, I kind of have had my mind change a little bit. So, I want to hear what you guys think.